This is the last Sunday in the Christian calendar, which is called Christ the King Sunday. But what is that all about? What does that have to do with the Trans Day of Remembrance? Please join with me and we'll discuss it. Hi, Paul Shepard here, and welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. So today we celebrate Christ the King Sunday, also called Reign of Christ Sunday. But what on earth does that mean? What does it mean to have a king at all? Canada is a democratic country, and yet for some reason I truly cannot understand, we have royalty. From another country nonetheless. It is hard to understand the idea of royalty in 2022. However, if we consider the history of Christ the King Sunday, it might make more sense to us. And maybe there is something for us to learn from the message. The celebration, in fact, only goes back to 1925. It was initiated by the Italian Roman Catholic Pope Pius XI. That year, the Pope wrote a document called Quas Primus. In it, it says, quote, It is by a divine inspiration that the people of Christ bring forth Jesus from his silent hiding place in the church and carry him in triumph through the streets of the city. End quote. So this was not abstract support for the sovereignty of Christ. It is a call to bring Christ out of the church. It is a call for Christians to stop hiding behind their allegiances, including allegiance to the church if necessary. It is a statement that Christ is king, not someone or something else. And so to really understand this, we need to remember what was going on in 1925. Who were the other contenders for people allegiances? In 1925 in Europe, the rising alternative social orders were communism and national socialism. The Pope considered these, quote, demeaning to human dignity and in violation of basic human rights, end quote. And we in the West are not off the hook either. The Popes also saw evil in the Western democracies of the time, labeling them as conspiracies of silence. And so Christ the King Sunday in 1925 was a reminder that if we are to have a king at all, it better be Christ. The Quas Primus has been called possibly one of the most misunderstood and ignored encyclicals of all time. In it, Pius XI notes that Jesus' kingship is not obtained by violence, but by God's essence and by nature. The Pope instituted the feast of Christ the King in 1925 to remind Christians that their allegiance was to their spiritual ruler, as opposed to any earthly ruler, which was claimed in Italy at that time by Benito Mussolini. Well, so much for history, but the Quas Primus speaks to our present too, because the Quas Primus affirms what other popes and other people have said, that Christ's kingship is not based on human power, but on loving and serving others. Now, you might be thinking, well, of course Jesus' ministry was based on love. That's not news. As one example, in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, Beginning in verse 9, it says, quote, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. End quote. And later on in the chapter, quote, I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. End quote. Christianity is all about love, right? 
Well, maybe, but the Church has not always lived out that vision particularly well. As one example, in the year 1095, another pope, Urban II, started a military conquest that developed into what we now call the Crusades. The then-pope initiated the Crusades, stating, quote, I, or rather the Lord, beseech you as Christ's heralds to carry aid promptly to those Christians in the Holy Land and to destroy that vile race from the lands of our friends. Moreover, Christ commands it, end quote. That vile race was, of course, the Saracens, people who today we would call Muslims. The truth is the Holy Lands were being well looked after by our Muslim friends at the time, but Pope Urban II wanted to kill them. Needless to say, that is not really love. The belief that some god wants us to slaughter everyone who does not agree with us is a very old and very stupid idea. That is why the words of Jesus are so radical, even today. Jesus tells us to love. Perhaps the cross primus is the most misunderstood and ignored encyclical of all time, but the command by Jesus that we should love each other is the most misunderstood and ignored part of the entire Bible. This is still a problem today. The Prime Minister of Canada recently has made it clear that he wants to continue the war in Ukraine until Russia has been punished enough. And many people, of course, agree that Russia should be punished. The problem, though, is that if we want to extend and escalate the war in the Ukraine in order to punish Russia, we need to remember that every day that the war continues, innocent people suffer, die, are maimed, are malnourished, have their lives completely destroyed. Sure, we can punish Russia, but at what cost? And of course, we in the West are not the ones paying the cost. What does love demand of us? And so it seems to me the Quas Primus is just as relevant today as it was in 1925. The names of the players have changed, but we are still faced with the same social and theological dilemmas. Authoritarian regimes cannot bring justice. Vague, non-committal silence by Western democracies who only fuel and profit from continuing conflict cannot bring justice either. So Christ the King Sunday is a reminder to us all. It is a reminder that there is at least one other option. And that option is to bring Jesus out of the safety and security of the church into the community, into our community. Because the option we rarely try is the path of love. And what does that really mean? What might that mean where you live? We need to bring the body of Christ out of the church. Well, here in the United Church of Canada, we believe that we ourselves are the body of Christ. So that means we must take ourselves out of the comfort of the church and go into our own communities. Do I have any concrete suggestions? I'm glad you asked, because today, November 20th, is also the annual celebration called the Trans Day of Remembrance. Here in Brantford, you will find me at the vigil happening at 7 p.m., starting in Harmony Square. We will be marching to the library and to the Trans Day of Remembrance tree that is installed at the library. The leaves on the tree are named for different people who have been murdered simply because they were trans. In 2021, 375 trans people were murdered because they chose to live into their authentic selves. That is completely unacceptable. Trans people in Canada have to put up daily with verbal and or physical abuses. They are often beaten, stabbed, attacked. They are denied jobs for which they are fully qualified. They receive similar inhumane treatment that people in many racialized communities live with. And that too is completely unacceptable. Perhaps you struggle yourself with accepting trans people, 
Or perhaps you do not know how to respond when you hear someone else express transphobic comments. Well, for what it's worth, here's what I do. If someone makes a transphobic comment, I ask the person who made the comment whether or not they are currently looking for a new sexual partner. Most people say no, of course. And then I say, if you're not currently looking for a new sexual partner, why the hell do you care about another person's sexuality or gender? Because the short version of all of this is that trans people are people. Period. End of story. So, one way to bring Christ out of the church is for each of us to fight transphobia when we see it. Brantford Pride posted some advice to Instagram this week. This advice, interestingly enough, was in the form of two meditations. There's one meditation for trans folk and one meditation for cis folk. So here are the meditations. Quote, for trans folk, may I be loved unconditionally by the people around me. May I find and invest in spaces that adore and respect me. May I be kind to this body, as complicated as it can be. May I trust that trans people are magical, here and now, and across time and cultures. I am magical, important, and inherently lovable. End quote. And the second meditation, quote, For cis folks, may I be relentless in my alliance to trans people. May I kindly examine everything that blocks unconditional love of trans people. May I risk my own likability to be in solidarity. May I show up in small mundane moments and in the profound public moments. May I remember that my liberation is bound in that of trans people. End quote. We need to bring Christ out of the church, but we do not need to do it alone, because the divine is already there. We can find the divine in our community, fragile and mixed community that we are. And we can find the divine in ourselves, fragile and imperfect beings that we all are. Let us seek out the divine presence that is already waiting for us. We can find it on the streets. We can find it right here. And if we look well enough, we can even find it in each other. I'll see you out on the streets. Amen. Hi again, and thanks for joining in today. I'm Rev. Dr. Paul Shepard, a minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Sydenham Heritage United Church in Brantford, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I'm passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel and feel free to visit the church, either in person or online. You might also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.